Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Gwen Drager. Shabbat Let's just stay in that place. Jesus. I heard two words, two words, uh, weights and weights, the two kinds of weights, uh, that weights that were on shoulders were falling off. And then I heard this ringing inside. The weight is over. The other kind of weight. The weight is over. The wait is over. Some of you have looked for a sign that he's healed you of depression and anxiety. You've been to feel better. You've been waiting and looking for that place inside that was settled. And you've been looking if for the things that once frustrated you, did they still frustrate? And you've been looking for the sign of his deliverance. Is it this, Lord? Is it that? I tell you this day, the wait is over. The weight that were on your shoulders lifted. The wait is over. The wait is over. He's inside you. It's not going to be confirmed by the outside. His peace dwells inside. And it's not dependent on the mess around you. It's not dependent on what you've seen with your eyes or heard with your ears. It's what he's spoken inside you. Let that voice be strong. Let it be mighty. Let it bring the adjustments he's longed to bring. Let it be the strongest influence. It's time to move. It's time to move. It's time to move. The word that's burning in my heart today. is how to hold on to those places, how to walk in it. We've all walked through troubled times, every one of us. Everyone has a story, everyone. And, and sometimes we think that it's the story that makes it, but it's his story, his story that makes us who we are. Amen. Amen. I can look at my life and I can tell you and I encourage you, don't be afraid of the changes. Don't be afraid of the changes he works through you. I am not the same person. I am not the same. Some of the things that he placed inside me when I was in my mommy's womb. 
come out alive. This world tried to quench those things. Tried to manipulate them. Tried to make them something that they weren't intended to be. God put a strength and a boldness in me. That's in the generations of my family. And this world tried to pervert it. Most of you don't know my testimony. You see me today and I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I don't try to be happy. I'm happy. My, my mom would tell you, even when I was little, I was always smiling. I didn't sleep much, but I was always smiling. I have our, our middle daughter is like that. She came out and she's smiling. She smiled so young, she's still smiling. That was when I was playing bass. And she never slept then either. She was the first one who ever crawled out of her bed, out of the crib. And I heard this thump up and I thought, what is that? You're not supposed to be getting out of the crib at like 13 months when you can barely walk. So I, you know, lowered the side of the crib so that she wouldn't injure herself flying out of there. Come up to the side of the bed and I, we had a water bed. Tells you the era. And I felt this hot breath on my face. And I opened up one eye. See what was going on, you know, because you're tired. It's like 5 o'clock in the morning. And, and, and I opened her eye. There she is. Hi! I awake! <laughs> Story of my life. I often get up, I, I look at God, I go, I'm awake. Be awake. Timothy. I'm looking at 1 Timothy, chapter 6. The times we're living in, we need to know this more than any other time. I couldn't do these things on my own. But God has clipped and clipped and pruned and, and that which he intended, the purpose in my life, the same he'll do for you, will come alive. Hallelujah. First Timothy, chapter 6. Thou, O man of God, it's not male here. People of God. Me. Me. Flee these things. Follow after righteousness. What did he say in fleeing? All the bad junk you know you're supposed to. See, we, we actually talked quite a bit about this yesterday in our episodes. About the value of... And the revelation of Christ in us, the hope of glory. That place where we know whose we are. We believe it will build up some great strength in you. I've tried to lean on myself because I'm a, you know, I am fairly strong physically and, and, and disciplined in that way. But I wasn't always. I am so grateful for my husband because my husband's like this, you see. God knew. He, he has not moved. I'm like mountain valley, mountain valley, mountain valley, mountain valley, mountain valley. And God gave me. And it's helped me be more. Not that I never go, ha, you know, and I just don't have valley anymore. I just have, ha. You know? And you get to enjoy it. 
Oh, praise the Lord. I hope you found 1 Timothy chapter 6. Man of God, flee these things. Follow after righteousness. And that's the word I have burning inside of me today is follow. We haven't been great followers. We haven't. And we're like, well, we'll check it out first. I'll see if I like it. If it's my preference, I'll follow it. I like that. Okay. I like this kind of music. I'll follow that guy. Well, apparently a lot of people are like having trouble with Spotify, but we won't go there either. <laughs> we haven't been good followers. Be good followers of Jesus Christ. It tells us to do that, right? We're like, follow. Well, we'll check it out. We'll stick a toe in the water. You know, one of the things I learned as a child is we often went to White Rock Beach and, and often to the pool later. Children don't stick a toe in. No, they don't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't care what temperature it was outside or in the water. There was water. I got in it. Children find water, no matter how old they are. One of the days I was out walking with, uh, I, was, I was babysitting the granddaughter. The other one was, I guess, in school or something. And I don't know, two or three. We put on boots. It was sort of raining outside, but not too heavy. I put on my boots, and we found puddles. <laughs> and she's jumping in. You know what I did? I did. I did. I jumped in. I like puddles. You know what? We got muddy. You know what happened? We washed our boots. The mud did not injure us. I live in a world that's full of mud, but I don't have to let it injure me, and I know how to get washed. I'm going to follow after righteousness. I'm going to see that righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and I'm going to lay hold of it. I'm going to follow it. I want to know what's white and pure. I couldn't do the right and pure. I could not do that on my own. But when I began to follow, when I would listen to his voice, when I heard it and heeded it, what does it mean to heed? Do it, you know, follow and when I followed it, wow. And then he started to do things. That, you know, I didn't like that so much anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. There are things that we watched as teenagers and as young adults that sometimes they think, oh, I can remember. We should, we should watch this movie with the kids. And we watched it and we went, ah! Oh! <laughs> what were we thinking? Did you notice that? It was terrible. And some of them were cartoons. And the older we got, the less we liked. But I didn't plan it that way. We didn't plan to not watch this show or not watch that show, and we didn't throw out our TV. We have several. We didn't throw them out. We followed God. I'm sorry. I'm just not sorry. I'm not sorry. Praise the Lord. <laughs> not that sorry. I followed him. He changed me. You follow him, he changes you. Because you hear what he says. Most of you know I grew up in the Salvation Army. And the part I don't often talk about is playing in the band. And I, even though I'm a bold and I, I, I did not have that gift of music. Now you might say, well, I, you see, some of you have seen me play piano and I like to sing, but I'm not, you know. I'm careful. 
I, I know that it's a blessing and I love to sing to the Lord and some people are blessed by it because I love God and some people are blessed by it because they have, you know, plugs in their ears. And, uh, you know, I have a, a very specific voice and a very specific quality to it. When I learned to play an instrument, because I didn't really have a choice, <laughs> I got given one, um, I could play the notes on the page. I could. I learned how to read music, and then I can read music. But I did not have the gift, but I could play. And, and so in one of the bands we were in, the bandmaster says to me one day, well, you play that solo. And I thought, I'm going to die first. <laughs> I do not want to play a solo. I know how I play. Da, 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 da. I tried to have heart. I mean, my heart was big, but my, it did not come out in my playing. <laughs> but the guy who played first chair, this man was gifted in music. There was something different when he played. That purpose that God had put in his life would come alive. And it was amazing. It was different. My husband has that gift. He picked up and played an instrument never played before. And in like three or four months, he was playing a, a solo. The thing is, he couldn't play with his shoes on. He had to play with his socking feet. So he took off his shoes in the middle. I mean, you know, if the Salvation Army were all in uniform and everything is right and you have to have special shoes. And, and he says, I can't play it till I get, unless I take my shoes off. So there he is with his feet. And he's like behind the curtain anyway. <laughs> and they made him stand up and he played. But that gift, it was so different. His heart came through the music. Now, it's not that my heart, it shows different, right? Everybody's got a different thing. But we had to follow the leader, whether we liked it or not some days. We didn't always like what he said, but we listened. And he'd say, you know, play that differently. And I'm like, right here, it says double forte. You playing like piano, which is quiet, which is shocking for me, but, you know. <laughs> Come on, I want to hear you. I know you're playing. I see your fingers moving, you know, you're... Play so we, everybody can hear you. And I'm thinking, if I play that loud, you'll hear my mistakes. Is that why we don't follow God? Because if we follow loud, people will see our mistakes. Good question, Pastor Gwen. Good question. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. This is not the good fight of doubt. It's not the good fight of your flesh. It's not the good fight of you getting over your neighbor. It's how you stay in faith when things don't look like right. But it's not just about the negative. We've become so, uh, it's become the measurement. Negativity has become our measurement of what is right and good. Well, that's negative, so the opposite must be true. Well, the devil's a liar, so he lies. But we, we go, well, where's the truth? Well, we know if this is a lie that this must be the truth. The devil lies, so if he's told you it, we know that the opposite is true. That, yes. If the devil's told you something, you can guarantee he's a liar. He, the, the truth is not in him. He will pervert it, twist it, manipulate it, and it won't be good. But that's not the measure we want to live by. That's not following righteousness. That's following, whoa, that's bad. And when you put up your hand and go, whoa, that's bad, what are you looking at? Still the bad stuff. You're still pointed in the direction of what's bad. Oh, 
oh, the devil's bad. Yes, that's true. But why don't we follow righteousness? Why don't we follow? Look, there's something good. Let's go that way. What's wrong with us? Well, what if it isn't the right way? Well, if it's good, it's going to be better than bad. I mean, come on. There's some people who go, well, what if you, you chose Jesus and it isn't the right way? And Well, I lived a good life and I'm pretty happy and I don't have depression knocking at my door every other day going, whoa, things are going to go terrible tomorrow. Don't you know the world's going to end? Yes, it'll end and I will end. You know, that? You know, my husband was saying, you know, isn't it great? You know, when you die, you're not going to have like a, to have to diet, you know, and all those things. You get, you get a great body, right? We forget about that sometimes because, you know, you get up in the morning when you get older and sometimes you got, you got to pray more. Pray now, folks, while you're young. <laughs> get to know the word of God and speak it over your bodies now and obey God. Follow him at least that way. Do what's right for your body. You get older and it's like you have to convince yourself to get up from the covers, you know. And you have to pray like five times over and ask for Holy Ghost healing just to get out of bed some days, you know. <laughs> God, I need deliverance for that hip or that foot or that knee or whatever. And you're like, why does my body sound like Rice Krispies with milk on it? <laughs> Snap, crack a pop, right? <laughs> but what happens? What is going on? Follow after that, which is good. Follow after it. Follow after it. Follow faith. Follow someone who's got faith, even if you don't like them. Well, I don't like how they talk. Good. You probably need to look at it some more. What are you talking about? I, you know, there's... I grew up in an era where we heard the word police because as soon as I came into, you know, having a good confession, I also met several word police. Do you know what the word police are? You shouldn't have that confession. Whoa, I've caught you in the bad confession, and out comes the badge, you know? <laughs> Dear Jesus, you said you'd be here at 9 a.m. It's 9.01. You don't keep your word. Dear Jesus, you know what I did? I stopped saying, I'll be there somewhere close to nine. That's what I did. I changed what I was saying rather than following that, which is good. I looked at the negative. I let the negative drive me. I let the negative measure my path. And I tried to have my words fixed that way. Well, fine. I'll just change it to say something else. I won't say which is good. I'll just say what isn't bad. The word police, they'll get you. Not here, praise God, <laughs> because we're all like, we, we don't want to offend anybody. We're all in that, Ugh. you know, they've, they've had all this last two years. Everything's all about don't offend your neighbor. Well, how about loving it? You see, worrying about offense is doing what? Looking at the bad. Right. Well, what are you, no wonder people are freaking out. Everything that they measure by is negative and fear-filled and hopeless. Oh, we're all in a mess together. Don't do this. Don't do that. And bless God, take that or you'll kill your friends. <laughs> What's good? God, try to help us. There's peace over here. Why are you living in anxiety? It's because that's what I know. Fight the good fight of faith means sticking with it. Yeah. Putting things in your ears. Maybe your fingers will help. 
I cannot hear that side. I will not measure by negative words. <laughs> well, you know, I was a mess. Yes, and so was I. But I'm not going to live in it. I'm not going to measure you by it. Sometimes you go, well, you know, so-and-so, and they fell. I fell. Get over it. I mean, you know, my life isn't my husband's life. Imperfect. We don't fight. Well, praise God, you know, because he loves me. <laughs> We've had attack after attack, and things been messy, and I've messed up. And I, I had days when I lost my temper, and I'm glad that I can't find it anymore. Some of you need to lose it, too, <laughs> forever. <laughs> I actually have notes today, but we're not there yet. <laughs> Following after righteousness. What a great, I mean, I love God. I follow him that way. Why are we so worried about what was? It's not that your past never tries to come and slap you in the head. Sure it does. But why are you listening? Absolutely. <laughs> Go back to the grave where you get. in the bowl. We have to look forward. Look to the author and the finisher of your... Mm. So how do we stay in faith? What is that good fight? What is it? It's not fighting the devil. I said it's not fighting doubt. It's staying in a place of believing. And that was kind of the word that you had today. Staying in the place where, look, it's about your faith. Well, I don't know if I'm going to have any faith. Well, what are you following, the negative or the good? If you follow Jesus, if you look at him, when things are looking odd, and you get, wait, I'm going to, what has Jesus done for me? Maybe it's just something small today. But you got out of bed. Is everybody breathing here? Yeah. Very good. Take a breath in and out. Mm -hmm. Well, you're alive. Look. You can thank God. Thank God you're alive. And you're here and you get to bug the devil another day. I kind of like that part. How do we bug him most? By ignoring him. You ever notice that? If you've got somebody troubled and they're really, you know, in a mess, they want your attention. Worse than a drip and tap, man. And yet, they don't really want help. They just want to bug you. <laughs> right? Pastor Ann is a kindergarten teacher. She has great experience in that department. <laughs> Multiple. Multiple experience. I think it's about learning how to hold what's in your hand in the right way. What are you holding on to, and how are you holding it? You're holding it with like that little bit of hope from the world. Well, I hope it works because it sure, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to work for me, but, you know, it seemed to work for that guy, okay? It's very interesting that we, verse 13 says, I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickens all things, makes him alive. This is still in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 13. Before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. See, it really is about a good confession and speaking right. Well, it kind of is, but not with the word police hidden in your heart. Maybe they're not out there, but maybe they're here. And inside you've got this voice all the time. That's not the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't there to condemn you. He's not there to shame you, and he's not there to guilt trip you. Guilt tripping is not conviction. Well, I don't know if I'll ever get by. Then that's not God. It may not even be a devil. 
probably just your bad flesh going inside and, you know, meditating on your old self. Your old self got words. How do I know? (laughs) I've had to shut that voice off. I've had to put in the plugs for old man. This is what it says in Amplified. In the presence of God, who preserves alive all living things. Isn't that good? I mean, think about preserves alive. Now, you're not like preserves, like you're going to go and do some pickles or a jam. You know, it's not like that. We're not looking to put the life of God in a jar and put it on a shelf. We've seen that. But this is the day we got to get out those jars, take the lid off, and start using what's been provided. Amen? Who preserves alive all living things and of Jesus Christ, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you. Now watch this. Still amplified. To keep all his precepts unsullied, flawless, irreproachable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the good fight of faith. That's what you got to learn to do. You got to learn to persevere. And persevere isn't like gritting yourself together. I'll just hang on. She's going to come back soon. I'll make it. That's not the kind of preserve we're talking about. That's not the kind of sustainability of God. If that was it, it'd be a very weak God. You know, oh, it's a sustainable product. We're going to have to go and invest in some stuff to get us through, you know, this end time stuff. We might not be able to buy and sell it. Do you think God who fed, you know, Elijah with ravens and stuff falling out of the sky. If God tells you to go and buy toilet paper, buy toilet paper. If he doesn't, don't go to Costco anymore. I do love you. I really do. Some of us have been preserved so long. We've got the same seat in the church for so long. You actually have an imprint. Your stuff's there, and nobody better take it. You know, sometimes I've moved back and forth, freak people out. There was a Sunday a couple Sundays ago, I sat over there, and it was like, what's going on? Why is she sitting over there? That's not the kind of preserving. We'll put God in a nice little box. You know, our, our family had, had a Bible. I don't even know where it's gone at this juncture, but it was one of those big things, writes everybody's names in it. And it was preserved. No one ever read it. <laughs> Truth. Family Bible. No one reads it. No, not one person in the family read that Bible, but they'd flip it open, and they put, like, the nice ribbon. In the front of the Bible, everybody's names were written. That God born again made a confession of faith. They'd be written there. But nobody read it. Wrong kind of preserve. He preserves me. He keeps me with his own word. That's what it says, John chapter 17. He keeps me. He keeps me. I don't have to go, well, I don't know if I'm going to make it through today. Bless God, I hope I make it all the way back to bed. <laughs> Some days, you know, when you're older, you love to, you know, somehow you, you fall in love differently with the bed than when you were five. <laughs> and you think, well, praise the Lord, I got back to bed. When you keep all his precepts, it's not about you working them out. 
It's how you hold them in your life and where you put them. Times when, when our eldest daughter was having seizures after seizure after seizure and was in a coma, and they said even if she comes out of the coma, she's, she's going to be a vegetable. That's what they told us. Even if she, her organs were shutting down. Being in some of the medical knowledge I have, I was watching the machines. I knew what they were saying by what they were seeing was the case. But I was holding on to God's word that he had promised. Before we had left the house and gone to the hospital that day, I paused. I said, we're going to need her shoes and her coat because she's going to come home and it's cold outside. Three days later, she awoke from the coma, and she went on to have other children, and she's in her right mind. Was it my fantastic faith? No. I held the promise, and he helped me hold it. When I was in the hospital, in, in, you know, beside her bed, and the machines were doing what they do, my head was against the wall. At some, I mean, it was like now three or four in the morning, one of those days, you know, one of the three days. As my head was against the wall, I could, the, the machines, the, the life support would shake the walls. Boom, 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 boom. I couldn't sleep, but I did close my eyes. And every time, see, I want you to know something. In that moment... That's when the devil tries to get you, when you're very tired, when all of the signs that you can see with your eyes are not what the word that he gave you in your heart is saying. And in that moment, with my head boom, boom, boom against the wall, the Holy Spirit spoke to me again and again. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. He was holding me with that word. And as he held me, I held him back. I wasn't doing this on my own. This is the good fight of faith. You don't fight it on your own. He gives you the word. You hang on to it. You love that word. And you just reject anything else. And when your eyes are on the Lord, he holds you in that place. And when you start to drift, he'll, go, he'll bring you back. The problem happens when other voices come in. Did other voices come in? Oh, yeah, they did. At one point, she awoke from the coma. She kind of came to for a minute. And, and she put her hand in her belly because she'd been pregnant. And they had to deliver the baby. And she's going like this. But she's intubated, so she can't speak. And her eyes are looking. And I looked at her, and I said, you know how to fight, and you know how to hang on. She knew the word of God. And I said, you hang on to the word. And she did that. She closed her eyes. When she awoke from the coma several days later, she said out of those three days, that's the only thing she remembered was me in her face. <laughs> that's a sight. Hold fast. Learn how to hold what God gives you. You see, what God does through me is how he works with me. Because why? He knows me. He knows me. He created me. He understands me better than anybody else. Praise the Lord. My husband's second, but he's first. And, and there's a place where he knows you. Don't ever let the devil or any other person convince you of difference. 
He knows you. He knows how to talk to you. He knows the words to help you. And if you will just trust that peace, he'll give you what you need for every day of your life. This is a good fight of faith. Do you think that Jesus knew the situation with the man when he said, if you can just help my son that Pastor Jason spoke of? He says, he says, I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help you. Those moments when you're like, I can't do this on your own. Do you think you really ever could? Well, some things you did do. Yeah. But it's so much better his way. I've had to, you know, go through emotional battles as well because I'll tell you what, there's a place you say, are you listening, God? Do you know how bad things are? Did you see? I was so comforted when a pastor shared with me one day as I was outing my frustrations to him instead of God, which isn't really profitable, except that he's a good mentor. And I was just kind of well, what about this? And what about this? And you know, the church is a mess. Are we allowed to say that here? It's like, you know, your prophetic vision begins to open. And the first thing that you see is like, oh, things aren't as good as they should be. And then God shows you a part of your heart. That's a special day. (laughs) Aren't you glad he works with us and loves us? (laughs) And as I was like, he said, revelation. All the letters to the church, they start the same way. I'm like, what? Yeah. In the first two, not chapter one, chapter two and three, Revelation. Seven letters to seven different kind of churches, all in a mess of some nature or the other. He starts this way, I know your works. God knows what's going on over there, and he's big enough to deal with it. I'm like, right, not my problem. Not my problem. What was my problem? Right. Using the negative measure. When I follow righteousness, when I follow faith, because I've also learned in Galatians that the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the what? The faith of the faith of the son of God. Not even my own faith. (laughs) So I get set. I'm going to follow that. I'm going to follow that. I'm going to follow that. Whoa. All of a sudden, those problems shrunk. They don't shrink. They get bigger when I look that way. Right? What's the fight we have? Our flesh. All of our I don't want us. Well, it's work to trust God. Yep. Yep. It is. It is work. It's work to trust God. And people say, oh, it's just a ride like ice cream. No, it's not. Because we have to deal with all of our experiences, because that's what we try to do. All the stuff we've seen with our natural eyes, heard with our natural ears. There are some days in these last two or three months where like, that was it. I am not listening to the news anymore. Click. It's been the joy of my life. Days when I was called into meetings and I would hear and see things I didn't want to see, but I knew God had placed me there. And so what I did was instead of looking at and listening and meditating on the negative things I had seen, witnessed, and heard, I turned this way. But God said, I set you there. 
And when I identified with the purpose, God's plan, how he speaks to me, the words he had given me personally that were in my heart, he didn't come with a loudspeaker. He didn't come with a microphone. There were things that spoke in my heart because he knows how to talk to me. That just that calming place, don't freak out, it's going to be okay. I don't know how he speaks to you, but he will speak to you the way you will hear it. That you can trust. So in that place, I pushed aside the other voices, and I followed his voice. I could do what, he was, what I was called to do without offense, continue with the word he gave me with strength, and that was the fight because my head didn't always want to. True. How many people will really admit to God, I really want to follow him that day? <laughs> I, I can identify it more when I was a teenager than I like to today. But that doesn't mean, you know, I, I remembered somebody telling me, you're going to have to deal with rebellion until you die. I thought, bless the Lord, can't he deal with it in one day? <laughs> no, there's no magic wand for disobedience. That's it. You'll all be better forever. <laughs> no. The greatest fight I've ever had is me. But when I decide to turn and follow righteousness, it works better. Because he's working in me and able to. I'm sure whenever I read, Paul says, I died daily. I know why. <laughs> I know why. Does that mean we'll never have days? We all have days. Come on, be real. There's days when our junk tries to fly in our face every moment, and we like to breathe it. It's familiar. We know it well, and we know how to walk in it, sometimes better than walking in the things of God. But if we will set that aside, this day, I was listening to the message at Celebration Life Church. I heard the prophetic words to just say yes to God. Is it that easy? Yes. Say yes to God. Say yes. See, it was just that easy. Are you sure? Yes. Because that's how we turn the will. And, and when you hear his voice, he said, um, by the way, I'm working on your will part too. Just like I said before, there are things... I don't even care to watch anymore. It doesn't even come up. There's no desire. The desire was gone. He changed my desire and was sneaky because I didn't know it. <laughs> I was like, well, when did he do that? All those times when you said yes to that stuff? Ah. Huh. See, we have complicated following so much. We've got all kinds of rules. You do it this way. Like I said, the word police, they'll keep you in that. Preserve is an interesting word. It says to keep alive or in existence, make lasting, preserve our liberties like free citizens, to keep safe from harm or injury, protect or spare. That's what God is doing for us. And when we follow his faith, we follow righteousness. And you know, this morning when he woke me up, he said, they just need to hear one word, follow me. They just need to hear that. Come, follow me. That's when things get better. But we're just so used to following our own voice because that's the voice we trust. And the truth of it is about confession is when you begin to say, like we were singing this morning, and you begin to sing praises, your ears hear that too. Your ears 
hear the words coming out of your mouth. And when you're giving praise to God, guess what? You trust your voice. You trust it. And when you're saying, you know, I love you, Jesus, your ears hear that. Faith comes by hearing. And did, is somebody forcing you to say that? Like, that's all right. We're going to stand up. Everybody got to say, I love Jesus. No, you didn't do that. Something happened inside. And you began to say, God, I, I, I'm having a new understanding of you today. I see you different. You really are doing a work in my life. Oh, man, you're so good. No one's making you. It's just happening out of that opening up of that door. Then the door opens. You see, and the revealing of his word comes alive in you. And you go, God's good. You just got preserved. You just got kept by his power. And you weren't even really conscious of it. God is working. And as long as we're saying this simple yes, we're actually in the best fight of our life. We say yes when it doesn't look right because he's in us. And we get over stuff. And we get through stuff. And it's pretty good. No matter what we're facing. We face many things. You know, something happens when you get a little older. You forget stuff. And there's lots of things I'm glad I forget. It used to be that I forgot the good things and recalled the negative things. Because the negative things were associated with pain. And as God worked in my life and healed the places of pain, I actually forgot about them. Amen. I forgot about them. He forgives and forgets. And I realized, wait a minute, I forgot about that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Don't go back and try to remember and stir it up and remember the pain. Don't do that. <laughs> wait, I lost a memory. Don't. There's some you need to find. And in that, I began to say, ooh, I'm so sorry, Lord. I forgot this good thing you did for me. The many good times. How he arranged for me as a single person to meet with a wonderful man in Edmonton where I got filled with the Holy Ghost who poured out love on me. I don't want to forget that. And I've never forgotten that moment I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, it was wonderful. Don't forget those things. Let them live. Let them live. Those moments where you know he's grabbed your heart. Aren't they more important? They're sure a lot more fun. A while ago, this word came to me, and, and it was something that was floating through the body of Christ. And there were cups, and there were shirts, and it was like the prayer of Jabez. Everybody prayed the prayer of Jabez. Well, I got a mug that says so. Enlarge my territory, God. They didn't really know what it meant, but they were singing it. They had cups. Surely it was working for me. I'm going to pray the prayer of Jabez. Do you really know what the prayer of Jabez is? Some of you are going, I have no idea what she is talking about. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. And as I was thinking about this and thinking about where we are today, there's a territory I know God wants to enlarge in every one of our hearts. 
And that's the revelation of who he is. And when we can get that, oh my, we're unstoppable. Unstoppable. He's big. That's what Pastor Ann said. He's big. You won't mess up. You can't. Easy to follow. Oh, look, there he is. Where all that good stuff is going on. That's him. That's where I'm going. I'm going where it's good. I don't have to worry about everything going bad if I surrender to God. You know, when we saw so-and-so, they surrendered. Every, all hell broke loose. Let me tell you what. Hell is breaking loose on people who are unsaved. And they have no hope. And they don't have direction. And they are suffering terribly and they need us to stand in the territory of our salvation they need to stand in that place of revelation because when we stand in that place where we have the revealed identity of Jesus living out loud in our life we will be walking in the promise of being the manifested sons and daughters of God and that's what this world needs they don't have hope but we sure do we sure do. And they have worse problems than we ever have. Because when stuff goes wrong, they've got no one to turn to. Yes, they need to turn to Jesus. But often, they've been blinded by the words of this world. It's time the light came on. And the light will shine through us. Amen. So I say to you today, knowing that there is a fight some of you struggle with, don't be worried. Don't be afraid. You're not the first one to ever struggle with yourself. You're not. You won't be the last. And you may have a junk pile, but God will deal with it. Don't order the junk pile for him. Amen. Amen. Let him say yes to how he works in your life. I found this. It's sort of like that Jenga tower thing. You know, I've come to God with a list. These are all the things I don't like about myself. Can we fix this and this and this and this? And it's like he gets, just gets quiet, you know. Well, that's it. I'm going to fast and pray. Surely that'll change me. No. And then one day things are going along, and there's just this peace. It's like, this person hurt you. And you didn't know it, but you've been reacting like this. And he just heals it. And the tower comes down. Hmm. He's so good. He knows exactly what to do to help us always stand up. Every time. He knows how to deal with you, the rocks that have been thrown at you. He knows how to heal you and fix you. Some of you have had some pretty rough goes, and he knows about it, and he knows how to fix it. Time to let him. Time to let him. I was thinking about an old song this morning. It kept coming as he said, come follow me. And, it, and it's an old hymn we used to sing. Just a chorus. So powerful. And I say to you today, let go of the stuff. He's working in us that we would live those things. <laughs>
Don't let the devil mess with your old bad self. I, you know me. I just tell it like it is. I'm just who I am. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of who I was. But I know today better who I am. There are days when your old self might try to resurrect. And you might be looking at the mess pile around you. But if you'll let him. If you'll let him. If you'll say yes, he'll pull you through. And the mess won't matter. Oh, the mess won't matter. And he'll stand you on your feet. And you go, wow, this is better. This is better. I'm so glad. He's not afraid of a mess. Hallelujah. Would you stand upon your feet? As the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to us today about being followers, about coming to that place, letting go of what was, letting go of the voices of negativity, the measures that we put on our own shoulders. No, he knows just how to let you go, to get you free, to get you up. As the Lord inspires you today, know he's healing you. And yeah, he might do what he did with me, but he might do it different. But let him do it. Let him do it. As much as he's not afraid of your mess, I'm not either. Doesn't matter to me. What matters is that we stand together. And no, our God is with us. No, he will deliver us. There's no shame. There's no shame. He's a good God. He loves us. Every one of us has made mistakes. Don't stay in it. Amen. Always good, isn't he? He's so good. And he knows just all of our stuff. And he still loves us. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, B.C. B3W3B1.